Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your stories. Send them to ouramericanstories.com. They're some of our favorites. And as you know, we love telling stories about the American dream. And many of those, well, they're business stories because that's how the American dream is manifested by many Americans who want to own a little business of their own and grow it into something bigger. They are the real heart and soul of America, providing purpose and livelihoods for millions across this great and good country. And today we bring you the story of investing legend Leon Cooperman because businesses, well, they need investors and capital to grow. 
and that is a part of this story, well, that we love to fill in for folks. Here's our own Joey Cortez with the story of Leon Cooperman. In 2015, Wall Street legend Leon Cooperman received the Horatio Alger Award. Joining the ranks of Rich DeVos, Buzz Aldrin, Hank Aaron, and many more Americans who exemplified great virtue and perseverance. Here's Leon giving his acceptance speech upon receiving the award. I'm proud to be joining the Horatia Alger Association of Distinguished Americans. This is a wonderful honor for me. I'm grateful to become part of an organization whose mission so closely matches what I believe. We live in a country where there are countless opportunities to succeed. We must support young people who recognize the need of a college education. This will benefit the individual scholarship recipients and will help our nation remain competitive in what has become a very small competitive world. My parents certainly recognized the importance of education. They were Polish immigrants and their lack of education limited their prospects. But they instilled in me a desire to do well in school um, and my education served me well in my financial career. But beyond education, I believe the best thing a young person can do is to pursue something they love. I'd like to quote Henry Ford, who said, the best way to make money in business is not to spend too much time thinking about how to make it. If you love what you're doing, the money will take care of itself. Hard work has always been an important factor in becoming successful. You know, every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up and knows it must run faster than this fastest lion or will be killed. And every morning, a lion wakes up knowing it must outrun the slowest gazelle or starve to death. The lesson is that no matter whether you're a lion or gazelle, when the sun comes up, you better be running. And Leon has been running since his childhood. I had one teacher who told me I'd never amount to anything. <laughs> you know, I grew up in the South Bronx with four other guys. We were inseparable. School was a secondary consideration. Every day after school, was, depending upon the season, was basketball, stickball, football, baseball. Uh, I'm the only one still alive. There's a movie in the 60s called Ford Apache the Bronx, starring Paul Newman. Okay, it, uh, I grew up in Fort Apache. The opening scene of the movie is there are two kids on the roof of a six-story tenement building throwing a third kid off the roof, obviously killing him. I could have been that kid. I wasn't. You know, I grew up in a rough and tumble neighborhood, but I stayed in the straight and narrow. I stayed out of trouble. I had the right values due to my parents, and I was lucky. I got out of the ghetto. Well, I was very industrious. You know, I, I, did, uh, I did a lot of different jobs growing up. I fixed flat tires, which was um, hard work, you know, because some of these trucks were coming with a flat, big tire you had to deal with. Then I packed uh, fruit in a fruit store. I, my first serious paying job was a usher at the Lowe's Paradise Theater in the Bronx. 55 cents an hour. But you know, I learned the benefit of hard work and getting money and having some degree of independence. My father came to America at the age of 13 as a plumber's apprentice, had no formal education at all, worked very hard. He actually died carrying a sink up a four-story tenement. Even though he was retired, he was doing somebody a favor. He shouldn't have been do doing it because he was retired due to a heart condition. And he uh, had a heart attack and died, uh, you know, doing a favor for a friend installing a sink down here in Florida. But uh, he emphasized the importance of education. And uh, people ask me, what do I attribute my success to? I say, it's hard work, 
It's luck, it's a certain amount of luck in life, and intuition. So they're most quizzical about the intuition part because the hard work and the luck is self-explanatory. What is the intuition? So back in the 60s, if you finished your major and minor in college in three years, you were allowed to count your first year of dental or medical school towards your fourth year of college to get a separate degree. So in the summer of 1963, I worked very hard to finish off my major. I took physical chemistry at the University of Pennsylvania. That ended my major, and I enrolled in the University of Pennsylvania Dental School. After eight days, everybody laughs about that, but after eight days, I was wondering if I was pushing myself in the direction that I was fully committed to. I had paid the tuition for a year. I took up uh, one of 100 spaces in the dental class. I paid my room and board for a year, all of which would be lost if I went back to undergraduate school to finish off my fourth year unencumbered by any decision. I call that intuition. Uh, I went to the dean of the dental school who was very tough on me. Not unfair. Uh, his line was, you know, you deprived the 101st applicant of a dental education, which was frankly in retrospect bull because after eight days they can call somebody on the wait list and admit him, which I'm sure they did. I went to the West Bronx and I went to Hunter College, which is part of the City University of New York. And then I worked as a quality control engineer for Xerox Corporation for about a year. And then I decided to go back to school to get an MBA. Leaving dental school was a, a very big thing. You know, you have to keep in mind, I lost the tuition for a year. I lost my room and board for a year. All my friends knew I was off to dental school. My father was walking around saying, my son, the dentist. I pissed him off, but good. When I went back, he didn't know what I was in store for. So he looked at that as a, not in a favorable light. So I'd say leaving dental school was a big decision. And most important in my life was joining Goldman Sachs. And you're listening to Leon Cooperman tell the story of his upbringing, the South Bronx. Watch that movie with Paul Newman, and you won't believe what the South Bronx looked like back then. Doesn't look like it anymore. It may have been the toughest patch of real estate in America. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about this remarkable son of an immigrant story. Polish immigrants, so many millions here in this country. When we return, here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. And we continue with Leon Cooperman's story here on Our American Stories. When we last left off, he ditched dental school. And then, well, let's just say the break of his life. He got a job at Goldman Sachs. Let's return to more of Leon's story. My career at Goldman, I hired him as a junior analyst, became a senior analyst very quickly. And then in, in 1982, I took on all the portfolio strategy work at the firm. 72, not 82. I had a very, very good career at Goldman. And for many years, I was advocating to Goldman that they should go into the money management business. And for many years, shows you how little influence I had, they said, Lee, you don't get it. 
We're the view that brokers should do brokerage, money management do money management, don't compete with your customer. Because Goldman's traditional customer base was uh, institutional investors. And I said, open up your eyes and smell the roses. Merrill Lynch has got Merrill Lynch Asset Management. Kidder Peabody's got a Webster Asset Management. Uh, CSFB has CSFB Asset Management. You know, everybody's in the business. And uh, your clients will accept the fact that you're in the money management business as long as you compete in a level playing field. And they wouldn't do it. And then all of a sudden one day, Solomon Brothers, the firm's arch trading rival, announced that Bob Solomon Jr., who was a friend of mine, was leaving the research department. He was in the same position that I was. He was the partner in charge of research to start Solomon Brothers Asset Management. And Steve Friedman and Barb Rubin, uh, who at the time were the co-heads of the firm, came to me and said, you know, we made a mistake. We should have listened to you. Would you leave research and build us an asset management business? So I became the CEO of Goldman Sachs Asset Management. And I wanted to start a hedge fund as part of the asset management business. And they were reluctant to do it and they said no. And so I decided that I really wanted to invest my money differently. I didn't want to manage other people's money without my own money. So uh, when they turned down the ability to have a hedge fund, I decided to retire to start my own hedge fund. And it was a very difficult decision because at that time I was like the fifth highest percentage partner of the firm. Fairly senior, the firm was earning a couple billion dollars a year. So I was making a lot of money. And you don't leave a job where you're making that kind of money for a startup venture very easily. And I, I was happy at Goldman, but uh, that was a big decision. It turned out to be a good decision because my first year I was up 25% and the second year I was up 70% percent. and then Goldman calls me up at the absolute worst time, 1993, after I was up 70% percent and probably made more money collectively than the entire management committee of Goldman Sachs in the aggregate. They came to me wanting to get into the hedge fund business Say we made a mistake not going in the hedge fund business. Would you help us build the hedge fund practice? And I laughed and I said, sure. But you know, I say that with a big smile on my face. Goldman's a great firm, big success. You know, I just made a partner I mentioned before, they earned 40 million. I think today they probably earn 15, 20 billion, maybe more. By 2018, Leon's hedge fund, Omega Advisors, managed roughly $3.6 billion. That same year, Leon decided he wanted to focus on his charitable investments. So he turned his company into a family office to manage his own investments and charitable givings. And now, Mr. Cooperman, worth over $3.2 billion, is invested in giving it all away. You know, I've lived the American dream. You know, I started with nothing, made a lot of money through hard work, luck, and intuition. And I've taken a giving pledge with Warren Buffett, and I've also taken a giving pledge with Mike Levin, who has a comparable deal, but it's in the Jewish world. So I'm committed to giving away all my money, basically. Not half, but all my money. I discovered a long time ago there's only four things you could do with money when you think about it. The first thing you could do with money is you could pleasure yourself. You could buy airplanes, art, homes, baseball teams, football teams, basketball teams. I, don't, I never really had an interest in that. Second thing you do with money is uh, you can give it to your children. But I think if you have a lot of money, giving all your money to your kids is a mistake because you deprive them of any ability to self-achieve. So I've given my kids a rational sum of money but didn't take away from them the incentive to work and achieve on their own. 
Plus, I didn't give my kids money until they were successful on their own. Third thing you can do with money is give it to the government, but only a fool gives the government money. You don't have to give them. You pay your taxes as a citizen, but you don't write them a check saying, here's an extra 100000 or something like that. And the fourth thing you can do with money is recycle it back in society, try to make the world a better place. And that's the bulk of my uh, activities. I have a very large foundation, which I set up probably 35 years ago, and I put excess money into it, and I give away, I would say, not bragging, but maybe $25, $30 million a year. Uh, to charities. My biggest charity that I'm most interested in is something called the Koopman College Scholars, where I had an idea that I wanted to put some money aside to pay college tuition for uh, qualified youngsters in Essex County, New Jersey, that needed financial support. It's largely of color. We have about 500 kids that I'm paying the college tuition for. Uh, the deal was you got to show initiative number one and uh, enroll in a free three-week pre-college program designed by Franklin and Marshall. It basically uh, uh, tells you what to expect when you go to college. It prepares you. So you have it's a free deal. So uh, unless you enroll in that and show the initiative, you're not qualified for my program. Second, you have to be academically qualified. I'm very big on equal opportunity, not equal outcome. I want to teach people how to fish, I don't want to give them fish. And I have a board of 15 people that interview these kids and determine whether they're qualified for the program or not. Third, you have to have a financial need unmet by government. And fourth, you have to live in Essex County, New Jersey, which is where the program is based. And uh, I originally put $25 million into that program, uh, fighting the odds, the, uh, the odds are not particularly favorable. 35% of Essex County kids, Nick Newark kids, went to college. Only 5% managed to graduate. And I told the people that I gave the money to that I'm not paying this kind of money for a 5% graduation rate. You show me a superior graduation rate and I'll basically uh, add to the money. And the first cohort just graduated. We're five years into the program. We have a 75% uh, graduation rate. Um, in four years, we'll have a higher in six years. And so I gave another 25 million, so I have $50 million I set aside to provide. And it gives my family and me a great deal of pleasure. Having lived a long, successful, and charitable life, here's how Leon hopes to be remembered. Uh, my kids come home, you know. Uh, I uh, was very successful, I was very lucky but I have, uh, I maintain my sense of values. You know, I have a 2002 automobile. I have two Hyundais. The people in this community drive around with Teslas and Bentleys and Rolls Royces, and I'd rather give away the money to people that need it rather than spend it on automobiles. So I think I have the right sense of values. I was a good friend, and I treated people properly. Aside from giving away all his wealth, Leon's legacy will live on through his grandchildren, a legacy that brings tears to his eyes. 23, 20, and 11. Uh, the 11-year-old, as you know, it's too early to tell how he turns out, but the 23-year-old, um, exceptional, very charitable, very concerned about others. Uh, I quote her. Uh, she basically posed some questions. And I'll give it to you. Uh, is if I'm not 
for myself, then who will be for me? If I'm not for others, then what have I? And if not now, when? Says Rabbi Hillel. She answers, there you go. If you are not for others, no one will be for you. If you are for others, then others will be for you. You will show others how to be more than only themselves. They will therefore be for you. The time is always now. It's now or never. Sorry for being a little sentimental. It's uh, my granddaughter, Courtney. The greatest pleasure I get now is seeing my kids and my grandchildren grow up purposely and in good health. And not the voice one would expect of an investing legend, but it's quite common and ordinary, actually. The story of a great investor, the son of immigrants, a Polish immigrant, a hardworking dad, a plumber. The story of Leon Cooperman, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash OAS. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash OAS. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it, your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Our American Stories, and we tell all kinds of stories here on our show, as you well know. Up next, a story from Andrea Luden from the Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. That's right, the Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum. At this museum, they have 20,000 salt and pepper shaker sets and 1,500 pepper mills. Here's Andrea on how something like this ever got started. The Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum started because my mother, who was an archaeologist for most of her life, was basically getting bored. Uh, We had moved to the U.S. back in the 80s, and so she was no longer affiliated with any universities in the States, so she didn't have any projects or programs to work with. So she started looking for uh, pepper mills because one broke at home and she wanted another pepper mill and so we were searching for pepper mills and we would get another one and it would eventually break and and as she was searching for pepper mills she started running into salt and pepper shakers. And as she ran into more and more salt and pepper shakers she started to realize that you can trace our society changing over time. So what was popular in the 20s changes by the 40s, the 70s, all the way until now. And that really got her passion going because she just wanted an object that's so simple that we all take for granted, but yet every single household in the whole planet has, is also a snapshot of our history. And that's what's so fascinating. It's not a car part. It's not uh, photographs. It's, it's something that's functional and the creativity behind them and the ingenuity in a lot of them is just amazing. So that's how the collection started. And so over the years, she just started collecting more. Now, this this was never, the intent was never to create a museum. The intent was just to find the creativity, how unusual, the artistry behind so many of these. And as time went by, my mom started collecting more and more and she would pack them up, put them underneath the house in boxes, 
And then one time, one Christmas, my brother got my mom a digital camera when they first came out. Now, when they first came out, you have to understand the digital camera, the little chip card was 16K was the biggest one that you could get. So nowadays, that's barely a photo you could use on a website. So she would take pictures of them. She was cataloging them all. So my dad would bring a box. She would unwrap them, measure, describe them, and then pack them away. But in the evenings, she would leave a few out and she would say, oh, look, isn't this so cute? And we would be like ooing and aahing. And then we would, you know, come back home from work or from school and and we would be like, so what did you find this, you know, today out of, you know, the, the the boxes and boxes of salt and pepper shakers. And so sitting around the table, like any family does, we just started kind of, you know, chit-chatting and going like, well, wouldn't it be cool to like share this with people? And we were like, well, yeah, but where will we do that? What should we do? And, um, and so slowly the idea formed of creating a museum. And then the question was, where do we put a museum like this? And at the time we were living in Texas and a friend of ours told us about Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which we had never been to before. So we decided to do a quick trip. And so we, we came to the Smokies and fell in love and we thought, oh my goodness, this would be a perfect place to place a museum. And so in 2002, we moved from Texas to here and opened the Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum. So she collected for about 35 years. It was a, a family activity. We would go out and start looking for pepper mills and salt and pepper shakers. Back then, you know, 30, 40 years ago, flea markets were the big thing and they were really nice and rich. Now flea markets are a great place to find socks, but you don't really find what you used to find. What happened is over the years, those kind of vendors moved into antique shops and antique malls. And we've been to pretty much every single state uh, in the U.S. and whichever antique shop or antique mall we would find, we would definitely stop and we would start looking around at all the different booths and, and it was fun. It's a scavenger hunt. Uh, a lot of people ask, you know, how, how did she know what she had and what she didn't have and the condition? And one of the things that she always said is, if you are a collector of anything, you have a, uh, an affinity with that, whatever subject matter is. So if you are a baseball collector and you have 10,000 baseball cards, you know exactly which cards you have in what condition they are or the ones that you're missing. Or if you're into comic books or anything like that, you, you know, it becomes part of you and your interest and a hobby that you research more and start to appreciate. So I remember I was in a little town called Abingdon, Virginia. It's actually not too far from here. And they had in the summertime, they have a, an arts and craft show and they also have like a vintage market. And I remember just walking and there was like this lady that had a booth of uh, jewelry. I'm a girl, hey, I love anything that's sparkly and fun and jewelry. So I'm like looking around and all of a sudden behind a bracelet and behind a pendant, I see this black and white what looks like salt and pepper shaker earrings and I'm like <gasps> and I'm like and I'm looking at I like I look at the lady really quick and I'm, I'm and I you know make you know poker face like you know oh, what, ma'am excuse me um what 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 are these things over here and uh and she pulls it out and she's like oh these are salt and pepper shakers 
oh, they're salt and pepper shakers. Well, that's so weird. Isn't that weird? And she's like, yeah, they're kind of weird. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, how much are they? And she said 20 bucks. And I was like, 20 bucks? Oh, okay. I'll give you 15. And she was like, okay, I'll take it. Inside, my heart was racing because I'd always heard about these earrings that are salt and pepper shakers. Literally, they're salt and pepper shaker earrings. They're the, the screw back, you know, old fashioned. So, you know, they're dated 40, 50s, you know, and, and the screw back thingy. And I'm like, inside, I'm jumping in. Outside, I'm just like, cool, you know, like, oh, you know, I mean, I would have paid 50 bucks for these. But I just remember, and I'm like running back to my mom, like, you won't believe what I found. <laughs> and so little moments like that. But there's so many. What's amazing about salt and pepper shakers is you get surprised. Even after so many years of collecting salt and pepper shakers, we'll still run into shakers we've never seen before and just be completely blown away. So like some of the favorites are Mount St. Helen. So they actually make the Mount St. Helen volcano mountain out of the ashes of Mount St. Helen and it shows the volcano before it exploded and after it exploded. So the, the part that exploded, the top part is one shaker and then the rest of the mountain is the other shaker. Uh, and then things like, I like a lot of things are interactive also. So there is the Mona Lisa. And so the Mona Lisa lady, she is the salt. You take her out of the frame and the frame is the pepper. I mean, just that ingenuity, just that surprise. And you just go like, oh my goodness, who would have thought? And and it's, so it's always a surprise. It's always, always brings a smile to your face uh, and, and something you just want to share with others. And it was just neat because the other thing about going to antique shops and antique malls when you're when you're a younger person, you're going with somebody who are in their you know 50s or 60s or something like that, because that's about the age of my parents were. Um, is they you'll run into like I would go with my dad, and you would run into tools, and I would be like, hey dad, what's this for? And then he would say, oh well, this would be used at a farm or on a ranch or in a factory or blah 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 kind of a thing. So. That's one of the fun things about going to antique shops and antique malls is it's walking down our history as a culture, as humans. Look at all these things that used to be used. All those things are part of our history and legacy. And, uh, and I think they're getting forgotten, but it's, it was just part of the, the extra bonus of the adventures of going uh, in search of salt and pepper shakers is also to look back at our, our history uh, in, in this planet. And you're listening to Andrea Luden, and she's talking to us from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, the home of the Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum. When we come back, more from Andrea Luden on Salt and Pepper Shakers here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. And we're back with Our American Stories. You've been listening to Andrea Luden from the Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, where they have 20,000 salt and pepper shaker sets and 1,500 pepper mills. We left off with Andrea talking about what it was like searching for all of these salt and pepper shakers across this great country. Back to Andrea. In searching for salt and pepper shakers, you, you also get to see not only antique shops and antique malls, but you see the small towns also. So the reason why we traveled so much is my mom, my dad, and I made jewelry. We would go to arts and craft shows around the country. 
and those shows are usually on the weekends. So during the week, we would be uh, going from one location to another, and it would usually be, you know, going from one state to another, so from Indiana to Ohio or to Pennsylvania or Michigan, and all of this during the summertime. So during the week, it would give us a great opportunity to uh, look for antique shops, antique malls, and a lot of those places are found in the hearts and in, in, in the main streets of these little towns in the middle of nowhere in these states. So you had to get off the interstate and start searching. Also, as you look around in a map, just take, just pull out a regular map, any map, it doesn't matter what map, and start looking at the little towns. And there are certain words in the town that will have a reference to salt. And that's pretty interesting because it turns out that a lot of the roads that we use were roads used for commerce. And one of the main things that was sold and traded was salt because without salt, humans can't live. Without salt, it, your food would spoil because this is before refrigeration. So it was a very important item and mineral that you needed. So you have like Saltville, which of course it's a pretty basic, obvious name. Uh, you have Saltville and then you have all these other names that of towns that you can see like anything that has lick on it l-i-c-k it has to do with a salt lick that's because animals used to go there and they would lick the salt because they need the salt the thing about salt and pepper shakers it's like an onion so it's not only these containers for salt and pepper it you start to peel one layer of the onion and then another layer and you get into more and more history the romans had a whole road their own interstate. It would be like Interstate 40 kind of a thing called the the, uh, the Salta Via. And that was a road that was only having, having to do with commerce of salt. There's a, a time when salt was more expensive than gold. So it's really amazing when you start to go into the history of something that we all take for granted, that's salt. And then with pepper, that's also another fascinating thing. Because if it wasn't for Pepper, Columbus would never have gotten on a ship and tried to cross the Atlantic to get to the Indies. Because he ended up running into what he later called the West Indies because he was trying to find India and the Spice Islands because he was in search of pepper as well as cinnamon and all of these other spices uh, that we now take for granted but is so rich and flavorful. So it's, it's just amazing what something so insignificant as a container of salt and pepper, what they actually represent. The creation, the forming of salt and pepper shakers is very American in the sense of, I mean, there's always been a container for, for salt, but uh, back in 1909, 1910, 1911, around that time, Morton, a gentleman by the name of Morton in Chicago, uh, and Detroit area, uh, he came up with an additive that would help coat the little crystals of salt and allow it to pour. And that's when the Morton Salt Company became so famous with their slogan of, when it rains, it pours. He, by finding an additive and, and creating this type of salt, he created a boom for salt shakers. And, and so that created a whole industry. And so you, you have all these salt and pepper shakers from the, the early 1920s and 30s kind of a thing. But then World War II happened. 
And with World War II, there is the occupation of Japan, which is really amazing because what happened with the occupation of Japan is the American government decided that they wanted to kickstart the Japanese economy. So they sent representatives from Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, from all these factories of、uh, goods like teacups and, and kettles and dishes and, and things like that. Pottery, porcelain. Because Japan is very famous for its porcelain and pottery and artistry. So they sent these representatives over there to kickstart those factories back up again for only the American market. So, they were creating items to be sold back in the United States. World War II is over now. You have all of these servicemen that are coming back home. They have been traveling all over the world. So, they come back home and everybody's pumped up. There's a new energy in the US.、Uh, this is in the late 40s, early 50s. You start to get into the, the tradition of the road trip. Let's get the family, everybody on the car, and let's go. So they go, Route 66 is born. Going to Florida is the big tradition as well. And along the way, they have to buy souvenirs. And what do they end up buying? Salt and pepper shakers. Because it's also helping an economy getting boomed and, and coming up as well. So, again, there's all of this history、uh, that is surrounded. In something that we all take for granted that's sitting at your table. And it's just incredible how, how one thing is, is connected to another through uh, uh, something as simple as salt and pepper. We have a lot of people that will come out of the museum and they were like, oh my gosh, I saw this shaker that I haven't seen since I was five years old because my great great aunt, she had them. And, and, and it brings these memories to people. It, it brings these. Family connections that they hadn't thought about in so long. And then they always go, like, I wonder what happened with that set. Or they have it. Or, you know, they'll say, I still have it. I can't believe I saw it here. And it's just so neat to bring that connection back to to the family because this is this is a labor of love. It, it's not like we're, you know, making riches here. We are sharing a, a passion and a love of, of a, an item that we don't think should be taken for granted because everybody has it in their house. Not everybody has a, a, a computer or, or has a purse or whatever, but everybody has this one thing that connects us all together. And that's so cool. My mother passed away in 2015. She passed away at the age of 80. She had a very full life,、uh, a very rich and full life. I always said that if she had seven lifetimes in one lifetime, she would take everything to the extreme. So, so she didn't let anything go to waste. She hated napping or, or sleeping because she didn't want to miss anything. Anytime we would go on an airplane, you know, she would always be looking out the window. It's like there, she just loved it. She had a passion for living and a passion for this world and a, a passion for, for this planet. So she always lived to the fullest. And so when she passed away, she was the driving force behind all of this. And so for me personally, it was a stumbling block because all of a sudden, It was like my motors were taken away from me. I, I started drifting. I didn't know where I'm going. Now what? But being in the museum 
definitely she's here. This is part of her. It will always be a part of her. And just continuing to make her dream an everyday thing. It's not that she ever wanted to become famous or be known like, oh, she's the salt lady. No, she just wanted to share with everybody what she found fascinating. You know, and she would say, look at this, isn't this fascinating? And, and she would just get you contagious about whatever interesting thing that she found. And there's so much hiding behind salt and pepper shakers. And so, so it's been really neat and an honor to be able to continue her legacy with the salt and pepper shakers. And great job, as always, to Faith, and a special thanks to Andrea Luden and also to her mom for, well, creating a daughter like she did and teaching her about the things that matter in life, which is to have passion for the small things and family. And my goodness, to have a daughter talk about a mother this way, it doesn't get better, folks. She had a passion for living, a passion for this world. And by the way, though she got lost for a little bit, it became clear what she was going to do with the rest of her life and listen to Andrea's passion. It's infectious, and it makes you want to just get up and start driving around with your family across country and stop in little towns and roam around in little shops. By the way, you can go to Gatlinburg, and visit the museum. Again, 20,000 salt and pepper shaker sets, 1,500 pepper mills, and a whole lot of stories about this country. The Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum, its story, and in the end, Andrea Luden and her mother's story, here on Our American Story. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp. Com. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.